Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, and if you missed us, we're back. Uh, This is episode 150. Uh, We had a week off, but we are back. A lot has happened. (laughs) Really just Sean McVay returning. Um, You know, obviously great news there. Episode 150 of Believe in Rams. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cameron Lynch, your former Rams linebacker. Uh, So we're going to dive into it. But before we do, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, all of that jazz. And uh, we got a, of course, a little ad read here. So Bet Online still remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season esports. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, you know how we start this thing? We always yeah. start it with a burning question, right? Yeah. And the burning question is something that I can't answer myself. I'm sitting here asking you a question I don't even know the answer to. Uh, what is the biggest topic regarding the Rams this offseason now that Sean McVay has returned uh, or has announced his return to be the head coach in 2023? Yeah, I think we all know, right? If you're keeping track of the Rams news, you've seen Les Snead in his interview a couple of days ago. And I think the key term is remodel, right? Uh, remodel. That's that's the, the big word there. And the way, the way I think of this, right, I go back to my college days, Jake, where, you know, you're in your dorm. It's, you know, either you're sharing a room or you have your own and there's just clutter in there. And it's like, man, like, oh, if I could remodel this thing to switch things around a little bit, maybe I could study a little bit better. Maybe I could be more efficient. Maybe I could be on time for class. And so I feel like the Rams are doing the similar things, right, where they're just rearranging some things. They're not throwing everything out, moving to a different dorm, you know, they're not doing that. They're just shifting things around a little bit because as we all know last year didn't work so they're remodeling they're reshifting and they might throw some trash out here and there there's some trash they might throw it out we don't want to call people trash jake right because players no no i I don't think that's what you're saying that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm saying but going back to the you know the analogy of the room you know throwing throwing things that can be someone else's treasure out right you throw that out Treasure, you may you may have a nice uh, desk that you might want to trade with someone. Hey, I got a nice desk. What do you think? You, you know, so that's what the Rams are going through. There's really just tightening up uh, the household, uh, you know, rearranging things uh, and and really getting better at the end of the day. Right. It's a new year um, and we're all ready for that. So it, it was really encouraging to see that that hot topic, that that, uh, that sizzle word remodel, because we definitely need it. Um, the draft's coming up, and I think uh, the prior strategy, right, of, of F them picks, you know, you exchange for free agents, and I think Les Snead said it now, but he's like, you know, we were able to benefit from it, right, we won a Super Bowl and everything like that, but now we got to pay back our debts, right? Uh, it was one of, more, one of those things where it's like instant gratification, get some free agents, win the Super Bowl, rock out, and then, okay, the next year, we got we to gotta pay those debts, so I think, you know, Les Snead, he mentioned that and he said it really well. Um, he knows what he's doing. I think we were talking about this. Uh, we were off camera. He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's doing. And he's I'm just hoping that he works on that magic this offseason. Yeah, I mean, 
I feel like the way it goes is, you know, you have the, the mainstream media question whether or not the Rams can trade this player. We, we joked about this one before the, uh, the podcast started. I, you know, I joked, I was like, Hey, you know, it was ESPN and so forth. All of these different uh, platforms were saying, yeah, there, there's no way they can move that Jared Goff contract. There's no way. And then next week, Jared Goff's gone. Matthew Stafford is the quarterback, of the LA Rams. Um, you know, and then we've heard in the past, you know, like I mentioned the combine, the infamous combine quote, you guys laugh at home. You you know, this one, uh, they asked like less need, you know, what was happening with Sam Bradford. He's like, you, you simply, you don't delete Sam Bradford. <laughs> and, uh, well, he deleted Sam Bradford for Nick Foles. Uh, so, you know, here's the thing. Okay. Less need knows what he wants to do, or at least an idea of what he wants to do. And Tony Pastors is the guy behind uh, you know, the scenes, essentially getting everything in order, getting the books in order. He's the one that, you know, does all those contracts and organizes them the way he does. But Sean, Mc, or Sean McVay, not Sean McVay, Les Snead makes things happen. He goes out, he has the conversations on the phone, uh, you know, whether it was, you know, his buddies in Atlanta, because he used to be uh, the guy there, you know, all sorts of places, right? You know, he's, you you develop these relationships just as, you know, Cam and I have and, and like rapport because we've been podcasting now for what, 20 episodes, probably more than that if I'm, uh, you know, mistaken. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where you're constantly calling up Bill Belichick, you know, like, hey, let's make a deal. Well, Bill Belichick is now a friend of yours, right? He, he's a guy that you have mutual respect for. You have, so that's the thing is that, you know, you look at Carolina, for instance, and, you know, the whole thing with Brian Burns, that deal might have fallen through during the year, but watch out. I mean, you know, you never know with those teams because, you know, the Rams tend to trade with the same teams. You know, Atlanta, they made the big move uh, to trade down instead of, you know, staying at 31 overall. They traded down and drafted Taylor Rapp in 2019. So, you know, I think that's that's really where we're at right now. Um, you know, I guess in terms Going back to your analogy, uh, Cam, it's like, hey, you know what? I don't really want this Xbox One anymore. I think I want a Nintendo Switch. Like that, that's how it is. Like basically, like, you know, I prefer the Switch right now. So I'm gonna like trade this thing out and bring in my Nintendo Switch. Because yeah. I wanna, you know, play these games. I wanna play those games anymore. Yeah. So and you know, alluding to that idea, you know, maybe there's a scheme change or they, you know, add some more wrinkles in the offense and find certain guys that match up with it. But that's how I saw it. And uh, Cam, you and I are going to talk some numbers. Um, I was never good in math class, but <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to NFL contracts and numbers like that, I am a kid in a candy store. I love player acquisition. I love the whole personnel management and everything. Uh, so we'll talk about restructures. I'll pass it on over to you as the Rams are 11 million over the cap. So Cam, what the hell are the Rams doing with restructures or potentially doing restructures to get uh, under this cap and get them some leeway? Yeah, going back to that term remodel, right? Shift things around a little bit, have those conversations. I think you just mentioned it, right? Leslie speaking to the folks of the Panthers, the folks at Atlanta, uh, the folks of the Patriots, at the end of the day, we want to work with people who we like, right? At the end of the day. And so he has his go-to folks. And so the same thing not only happens externally for the Rams, but also internally. And so you sit down with your guys like your Jalen Ramsey, you know, your Aaron Donalds, you're, you're pretty much your top five guys. And you say, hey, and maybe even their families as well, because families take a big, a big role in this and say, hey, 
you know, we need to win this year, right? You all, you all know it. We all know what happened last year. We want to win this year. What does it look like to shift some of these dollars to then acquire someone who can help us win? Jalen, you're back there crushing it. Well, you need some support, right? So what is it going to take for us to get someone to support you back there? You think about your, your Tom Brady, right? When he's at the Patriots. I know the Patriots are known for restructuring contact, uh, contracts. You got your Tom Brady, you got your Chandler Jones, who was leading the NFL in sacks and had to leave because he didn't want to restructure, right? And so for Tom Brady, he's always had to restructure. If you think about it at one point, it's like Tom Brady and Giselle. Why is Giselle, the you know, she's she's making more than he is. Why is it Tom not the highest paid, you know, player in the NFL and he's the best? It's because of these restructured contracts. And so going back to the Rams, really, with Jalen Ramsey and some of these top five guys, like, hey, we want to win. Let us support you. You know, how does that look? So, you know, that's a conversation that Les Need and, and the folks at the Rams front office are going to have to do to make sure that the remodeling goes well. Because a lot of times, Jake, a remodel where you're moving furniture, right, that could get a little, it could be some friction there. So you want to make sure that the process is proper and that you're not losing, you're not you're losing the people that you're working with. So I think that's extremely important. You see it a lot of times in the UFC, one of the big fighters, I think he wanted, they want to restructure his contract. It didn't work out. He's going to boxing now. I can't think of his name, but I mean, the guy, he, he's a knockout artist. But that's just the, the common thing is, these are sensitive times, so you, you got to handle it properly. What are your thoughts, Jake? I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those situations, especially in the NFL after, you know, at the end of the year, you know, you're going to watch the film. You're going to basically evaluate like, Hey, does this guy make any sense for our, you know, football team long-term? And if he does, you know, and he's a core piece, like the guys you're talking about with cup and, and you know, Donald Ramsey, Wagner, et cetera. Um, you know, then you're going to have those conversations like, Hey, you know, we would like some wiggle room here. Um, you know, why don't we convert some of your, uh, you know, base salary, um, to, you know, bonus. And that way we get a little bit under the cap this year, Jalen, we can go get you some help over the top. Uh, there's a couple guys we're eyeing, you know, we'll let you, you know, you have your Twitter fingers and you're always, you know, loud and vocal about bringing guys in. We'll let you do some recruiting as well. Um, but we really feel like we need to get you some help over the top. You deserve more. You're, you know, the best corner in the league. And, you know, this year there were times where we kind of left you out on an island to, you know. So I feel like there's something there for sure. Cooper Cup is another guy. Um, he's Those two are the biggest, actually, uh, looking at the numbers, Cam. Cooper Cup can save $10.4 million with just a base salary restructure according to Spotrack. Now, what does a restructure do? Why you do them? Obviously, for you know, simple terms for people that don't understand, you're going to do a restructure simply to get some more salary cap. Um, that's about as simple as I could make that. Restructure equals more salary cap in the short term, right? In, in the year that you're talking about. But what you're essentially doing is kicking the can down the road. And you're guaranteeing more money down the line. So it does make it harder to get out of those deals if you want to. Uh, that will take up more cap space next year because you're taking this cap space and be like, eh, let's just slat it on down, you know? Yeah. And that's essentially what that is. So obviously, players don't always hate restructuring because restructuring and versus a pay cut are completely different. Pay cut is like, hey, you're not getting the money that you were going to get. We're basically <laughs> yeah. demoting you. But 
it's okay because it works out for us. Uh, restructure is you're getting the money, but you're getting it in bonus money instead. Um, so it actually ends up working out and most players do it. The reason why, because I see it all the time, why don't the Rams just restructure everybody on the roster? Well, you can't possibly do that. Um, but also, you have to think in terms, do you want Ramsey back in 2024? Probably, yeah. I would assume. He'll be 29 years old and he's the best corner in the league. Do you want Cooper Cup? I would assume so. Yeah. Do you want Aaron Donald? I mean, Aaron Donald might retire, but yeah, I would assume so. Uh, Bobby Wagner, I would say, yeah, I know he's getting older, but he just is coming off one of the best linebacker seasons of the year. Um, Leonard Floyd is when you start to get into those waters where you're like, mm. can Leonard Floyd continue to play at this level? Um, restructuring Leonard Floyd makes his contract not, uh, you know, well, it's still a contract, right? But his cap value for 2023 isn't on the Von Miller level. It goes down to about 15 million. And I think the Rams might be more interested in that number, I would say. Um, they could also trade Leonard Floyd, but that's a guy that I'm talking about. So, you know, just to make it simple, that is what a restructure does. Guys that I would expect to at least hear about being restructured, uh, you know, at least the conversation, at least, you know, seeing if they can. Cup, Donald, Ramsey, Wagner. I could see Floyd. I could also see trading Floyd. I think it's best to restructure Floyd. It's going to be a gamble because if he falls off next year, you're going to owe him more money. Um, and it's harder to get rid of that, that get out of that contract. But uh, Floyd saves you 6.1 million with a base salary restructure. All of this is according to Spotrack. Um, but, you know, again, that's money that you're kicking the can down the road for. Whereas you know what you have in Cup, you know what you have in Donald, you know Ramsey, Wagner, but like how's Floyd going to be after maybe Donald leaves after this year and now it's just Leonard Floyd, you know, next year. How does that line up? Um, he played well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he played really well to end this season. So I don't know, man. Uh, where are you on that? Like who would you restructure um, out of those bunch, we'll start off with restructures. I have others right in front of me, potential trades and potential cuts, just so that way everyone at home is getting, you know, somewhat educated in the idea of how the Rams can get out of this $11 million hole that they're in uh, for their cap space. Yeah. I mean, how I look at it, um, you mentioned it, Leonard Floyd, right? Out of those five, like, you know, Leonard Floyd is the, I, I would say odd man out, but he's the one that's on the edge, right? The edge of the pool. So, um, those other guys, you know, I will put them in the pool. I mean, they're your anchors, you know, offense and defense. So I think you keep those guys locked in and you look at that list. Those are mostly, you know, defensive guys who are, who are anchoring the defense. And so I think there's enough there, you know, you got one guy in the middle, one guy in the back and then one guy in the front as a regard to the line of scrimmage. And so, um, I think you keep it that way. You build around them, right. Uh, with Leonard Floyd, you know, you say, Hey, we want to restructure your contract. Uh, but there's a possibility that you could be traded to make this team better. You know, I think you you have that conversation because we're looking at it now. We see it that he's the one that could be traded. So I think they ripped the Band-Aid off and just have that open conversation, like with him and his agent, like, hey, you know, we're keeping it hot. We call it hot, uh, Jake, humble, open, yeah. and transparent. Out of these five guys, you're the one that, you know, we might have to trade to, to get better. And so um, he knows his business. I, I think Draymond Green was talking about it, right, where – He's he's looking like that odd man out this year where he might not come back to the Warriors. And he mentioned that on one of the podcasts with Taylor Rooks. He's like, 
I know business. I want to stay here. I, I would think Leonard Floyd wants to stay at the Rams. Great defensive line, great line, great defensive core. Um, but this is also business as well. So it, it could get spicy, Jake, right? And, um, you know, this is the remodeling. So we don't want to throw anything out, right? There's no throwing anything out. It's trading. It's uh, operating with grace because we've seen where things go awry. Uh, and the UFC fighter I talked about was Francis Njoku. Um He's he's one of the UFC fighters who one of the best in, in UFC. They just couldn't come to agreement with his contract. Now he's boxing. We don't want any of those huh. situations here when it comes to this, this yeah. Rams team, right? With Leonard Floyd, we want to handle it with grace because he can always leave and then come back later on in life. So we want to make sure that we take the proper steps to get, to get this done. Yeah, and you know, I think with with Leonard Floyd. You know, there are definitely some cap casualties, I would say, potential. Um, Leonard Floyd's not a guy you just simply cut. I mean, this team doesn't have a ton of, you know, outside linebacker depth to begin with. And I just feel like that would be doing a disservice to the guys on the roster. I mean, where are we at that point? Why are you cutting Leonard Floyd outright? I mean, I know you need cap space, but that would that's not a move that's going to happen. So I won't even entertain that further. But uh, potential trades and... This is all, all of this money. We're going to go one by one, Cam, because I don't want to confuse anybody because it's a lot of money that I'm just throwing at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. I don't <laughs> have millions of dollars to throw at people. But. One day, one day. So, yeah, one day. Uh, so, post June 1st is how we're going to do this because there, you know, you can release guys post June 1st or you can re- release guys before June 1st. You can trade guys before June 1st. You can release guys after June 1st. I'll have a separate thing for that. But post-June 1st gives you your most bang for your buck. You're not going to want to trade an Allen Robinson and designate it as a pre-June 1st trade. It just doesn't make any sort of sense. Um, it just, it doesn't. Like, it's it's not going to work out. So, Allen Robinson, right? That's your guy. And I like Allen Robinson, as you know. I had very, very high hopes for him. Thought he would lead the league in receiving. Uh, that wasn't even close. But... <laughs> Injuries, the offense never got things going. He diversifies the wide receiver room because we have to talk about what the player brings to the table before we just send him on his way. Um, and especially if you're trading it. God, you got to be a salesman. I mean, like, you're not going to be like, yeah, you only had 412 yards. Like, you're going to be like, no, like this guy, you know, he was coming into his own. And I think we saw that. The Panthers game, we definitely saw that. Arizona, like this guy was coming into his own with the offense and there, it was just like nothing worked. The defense worked despite all those injuries. The defense worked, which is why I give Raheem Morris a boatload of credit, but the offense did not The offensive line had issues. They didn't really get things going until the end of the year in the run game. So it wasn't really, it didn't feel like a organized offense. It felt like, eh, we're going to throw it and see what happens, right? We're not going to run the ball. That's how we became the run the damn ball podcast. <laughs> LOL. But for real though, uh, Allen Robinson, crazy talented. He's got unbelievable physical traits and skills. Um, You know, his ability to box out defenders, like he's a power forward in the NBA, go up, high point the football, um, you know, and he's a very underrated route runner. I think the biggest issue people have is he's not creating a lot of separation, but that's never been his forte. It's always been, Hey, if it's a contested ball, I'm going to get it right. Um, I didn't feel like the Rams utilized Allen Robinson to the best of his ability, which scares me for the future because I don't know if they're going to. 
I think they want all of their receivers to be interchangeable, Cam. And so the vibe I get is that Allen Robinson, while he could have been great with this offense, it didn't work in year one. And I think they're going to pull the plug on Allen Robinson in year two. I think they're going to trade him away. Um, His cap hit is now $18 million in 2023. I don't see how they are going to bring him back for that. So what I propose is a potential trade here. Um, Try to get some cap uh, or, you know, obviously try to get cap space, Uh, you know, you're trading him, you're going to get cap space, but try to get, you know, maybe a pick or two. Um, He's a talented player. I mean, he's had a total of, I think just under 800 yards last two years. He's dealt with injury. There's not going to be a lot of teams that are knocking on the door to give up a first or a second or even a third. But if you get like a fifth for Allen Robinson, I don't hate that really because you're going to save $15.2 million. You're going to incur a $2.8 million dead cap hit, which that sucks. And then 8.4 is a lot to take on in 2024. But just think about what the Rams did with Brandon Cooks because that's like the identical thing. When the Rams traded Brandon Cooks for Van Jefferson cam, essentially they got the pick and drafted Jefferson. But when they made that trade cam, it was around the $8.4 million dead cap. And it kind of gives me vibes that this team could be looking at a 2020 season upcoming. And maybe, you know, 2024 is their Super Bowl season again. I could be wrong. Maybe this year is this upcoming year, but it seems to me like not necessarily that that is how their fate is going to be, but it feels very similar to like when you're trading cooks and now you're trading Allen Robinson potentially. Um, But let's start off with like one by one here to keep it, you know, digestible, if you will. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously I know you love Allen Robinson. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? from how it affects the Rams and how it helps the Rams. Yeah, Allen Robinson is one of my one of my favorite guys. I think I told you the story about how we played Penn State uh, at you know yeah. at, at MetLife and my man was he wasn't playing the first half. We were beating Penn State, came in the second half and torched us and we were talking we were looking at the defensive coordinator like how did you not game plan a double team this guy? Um so to see his his um his evolution in the NFL um, has been, has been impressive, right? Um, you know, he comes to the Rams and like you mentioned, he's been successful, but the Ram, the Rams didn't really use him how they wanted to Paid a lot of money for him. Right. You talked about the cap space, saving 15 million something dollars. That's a lot of money. Right. And so I think the concept of one man's trash is another man's treasure. And we talked about this before, no player is trash. We don't want to talk about that. I think, uh, one man's value good can be another man's value good. And that's how I look at Allen Robinson. He's a valued good. And just to see the way that he goes to high points the ball, Jake, I mean, it's like a ballerina. It, it's it's cool to see. And I do think, you know, in the right system, the right scheme, he can be valuable. I think he's the Rams' best trade piece, I believe, right? Like if you go to an exchange, it's like, ooh, I got this gold coin in my pocket. Allen Robinson is the gold coin of gold coins. So, it would be sad to see him go, Jake. Um, but I do think, you know, you've been saying it all season and like looking at the numbers, it's like, ah, my man, you know, taking up this much money, it could be useful for him um, to go somewhere else. And to be honest, right, when it comes to Allen Robinson, the way for him to look at this as well, right? It's like, hey, we came off a tough season, came off of injury. And I'm not going to see all my money because I'm playing in LA, right? So you pray to God that you go somewhere where it's warm or, you know, there's no say income tax, but you know, 
it's going to be tough to see him go. Long story short. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I always feel bad for guys like this. I mean, Allen Robinson thought he was joining a team that was going to be a dynasty, honestly. I mean, that's why he signed a three-year deal. They just won the Super Bowl. And it wasn't if you can't beat them, join them. It was like, hey, this is the best opportunity for my game. They're saying that, hey, like you're going to be a part of our offense. And I mean, as much as I love Matthew Stafford, and you know I love Stafford, he didn't really target him as much mm-hmm. as, you know, Allen Robinson would have wanted. But... Did we ever hear anything out of Allen Robinson? Did he ever complain once? No. Mm-hmm. So I think he deserves a lot of credit. It was a rough year. He never made anything about him. Um, you know, like some other guys, yeah. maybe the playoffs wink, just wink. recently. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, you know, obviously get way more targets than Allen Robinson. Uh, but you know, I do think he deserves credit for that. And I don't I, I don't look at him as a guy that just ship him out if they can figure it out with also we want to do all of this and if they're able to accomplish all of this this is the plan without having to give up that contract by all means man i'd love to see him back yeah. right restructure the deal figure it out cool and throw the ball uh, to him but if you can't <laughs> throw the ball to him when yeah. he's in the game <laughs> yeah. exactly but if you can't do your plan without giving him up that's when you got to give him up the next guy is a guy we talked about before the show, I will be furious if they do this. Tyler Higby, potential mm. trade. Um, he's been mentioned before. He was rumored before he got the contract extension, the Vikings for Kyle Rudolph, which sounds hilarious now because clearly there's one guy who's better than the other. But at the time, Rudolph was a starter, you know, okay. Um, and that was weird. It just kept going on. Rudolph, and then we heard uh, the other guy well another Notre Dame tight end the guy um Eifert mm-hmm. he was another one who was constantly rumored but Tyler Higby would save you 6.6 million dollars incur a 2.3 million dollar dead cap hit in 2023 and at 2.8 in 2024 so essentially he's saving you about 4.3 million dollars to me not worth it mm-hmm. you're losing your tight end who is a safety net for Matthew Stafford who was having a really good year uh, he's also your all-time leader in uh, tight end receptions, touchdowns, and receiving yards. Um, letting him go seems really stupid. I don't think this is something the Rams are even considering, but I wanted to address it because I'm sure you see it. I see it all the time on Twitter. Oh, well, what if we just trade Tyler Higby? I'm like, I love Bryson Hopkins, but I think the literal worst thing you can do is take Tyler Higby away from Hopkins. Hopkins can work better with that two tight end formation, right? Two tight end set. But if you take, you know, Tyler Higby out and you say you don't even, you know, you don't, you do replace him, right? It's not just Hopkins being the number one guy. You do replace him. I think that's even worse. You're going out and essentially getting a rookie in the draft, uh, assuming they would probably go that route. They wouldn't sign one. Um, You'd be getting a rookie in the draft cam who is arguably playing the hardest position to translate from college to the NFL because you can't just be a wide receiver or a fullback. You also have to be an, you know, an offensive lineman essentially. So it's a really hard job. And Bryson Hopkins knows that. I just think that would be stupid. Um, But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. With Higby, I mean, he's, he was there when I was at the Rams. Right. And so he's been at the Rams for a little bit. He's very productive. One of the, like I said, the best tight end to come, come out of the Rams uh, to wear that Rams uniform. So like you said, he's someone who I, I think, unless Snead mentioned it, 
you know, he's he's at his prime right now. Of course, he gets hurt, uh, you know, every now and then. And that's typical for a tight end, right? You're blocking defensive end like Khalil Mack and even in practice, guys like Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? And it's like it, it's a wear and tear on the body. But he's one of the best Rams tight ends to ever play. So I think we, we notify that, right? We might have to toss him in with that big five as well, you know, with the Jalen Ramsey and the Aaron Donald, because he he's he's a part of the DNA of this Rams team, the championship team and in general. So I think, like you said, with Tyler Higby, trading him could it could be it could be hurtful. It could be hurtful because at the end of the day, we talked about it, Jake. Tight end is the quarterback's best friend. And so having that sure catch, having that sure receiver is going to be really important. Um and, you know, the only other thing I would say is getting another tight end. The only other reason why we would get another tight end is to probably run block, right? Like, that's probably it. Somebody step in there like an offensive tackle and go in and run block. You know, I think of a Mercedes Lewis, you know, he's a great blocker. He can catch the ball every now and then, but he's known for his block and he sets great blocks. And so the only way you trade for is someone who has that skill to block like that. But Tyler Higby is one of the be- best catching tight ends. So, I don't know about that. Like you said, we kind of keep Tyler Higby locked in. Um, he's a part of this Rams DNA, and it would be sad to see him go if if they did trade him. Cam, he's missed four games in his career. Hmm. He just played all 17 games. Now, you just said he gets banged up, which he does, because you and I are constantly seeing him on the, yeah. the sideline, Arm. like in pain. Yeah. And he continues to come back out and ball out. I mean, look, I get he was struggling and he was playing a disappearing act towards the end of the year. I get that. Um, But he also had a pretty damn good game against the Broncos. And he's had those before. Tyler Higby is somebody, his best year, he had 734 yards in 2019. His best year with receptions was this year, right? He had 108 targets this year. Um, was really utilized more so in the screen game, like the quick slants, things like that. Uh, but, you know, he had three touchdowns. This is somebody where if he went to another team to be, like, say they, you know, honestly, he's the number two option in Buffalo. Mm. He's Josh Allen's number two receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I don't think people realize how good he is. And it's because he's been on teams with Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins back when he was at his best. I mean, this is why the guy never gets, you know, what, you know, he doesn't get the the credit because he he's not getting the workload that a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey or now even TJ Hawkinson in Minnesota is getting. And I just can't, understand why anyone would want to trade him to save 4.3 million dollars pennies and yeah. incur dead cap when you can just keep him throughout his contract he offers more uh to the team than he does just you know than his cap value essentially so yeah i'm i'm absolutely against it um a hundred percent against you know releasing either robinson or higby i think you gotta you gotta trade uh, Robinson, if the plan uh, that you're trying to implement can't be done without that money, if it can't be done without Higby's money, maybe the plan's not that smart. I don't know, because <laughs> yeah. you, you start taking, I mean, now what? Bryson Hopkins is your only tight end? I'm not a fan of that. So no. that is my thoughts on that. We move on to the next one here. Kind of controversial. He's coming off a brutal injury. And I met this guy at the Senior Bowl, uh, Joe Nopum. I really like him. 
I don't feel like I was wrong about him because the moment they drafted him, they also had uh, Andrew Whitworth. So keep this in mind. They had Whitworth. Whitworth kept staying. Like, he wouldn't retire. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, the, the Rams didn't want him to retire, and they probably wish he was back. Um, but Noteboom didn't get that opportunity. And instead of giving him reps, they didn't want to play him at guard to get him used to guard before he moved to tackle. So while they'll use him at times throughout that run, you know, as a backup or if he just comes in, whatever, they really wanted to keep him learning the left tackle spot at the NFL level. And he was like their guy. And then they give him that money um, and then he, he tears his Achilles and... You you know the numbers, Cam. Thirty to forty percent of NFL players never return uh, from an Achilles tear. Um, there have been guys that have done that. Jason Peters, incredible, incredible football player. Guys playing at age forty, left tackle. He was supposed to start for the Cowboys in that game. Insane. Insane. Uh, he tore his Achilles. Right. I I could be mistaken, but I think Lawan did as well, who we've mentioned on the show mm-hmm. before. Um, but Joe Nopeum is coming off a major injury at a position where you're putting a lot of weight on that set Achilles. This is not a running back. This is a offensive lineman, 300 something pounds. You have to slide in your pass sets. There's a lot of lateral movement. I am freaked out by this injury. That said, I'm not just trying to trade him because he's injured. I'm trying to trade him because the numbers just don't make any sense for the fact that he can't stay healthy. He's had issues staying healthy. You can't really rely on him. And I sure, I'm sure the Rams realized like, look, this is a little bit of a gamble, but this is a guy that we have invested in coaching wise. Uh, you know, he sat and he's learned from guys like Whitworth and there's no doubt he could come back and be a stud. Um, you know, I, obviously they wouldn't have paid him, but coming off the Achilles tear, if his play drops off a little bit, wouldn't be surprised. He also wasn't playing great before the Achilles tear, which was a surprise to me. I was not expecting that, especially because the thing that was put together the best was probably the left side. No boom was healthy. And then you had uh, David Edwards next to him. So it wasn't a continuity thing, right? It wasn't like a new guy that was in there when no boom got hurt. Uh, it, that was on the, the, the center and right guard side, right? So that's a concern for me. Uh, Nopum saves you $13.5 million, $2 million you incur uh, in dead money. That would be 11.5 net save if you were to trade him with a $6 million dead cap hit in 2024. I think you can handle that. I think that saves a lot of money. Um, now, keep in mind, if you trade him for a player, <laughs> you're getting that player's contract. So it wouldn't necessarily be $11.5 million that you were saving if you bring on another player. But if you trade him for a pick, you know, the way it stands, if you don't have different discussions with the team, like, hey, we'll take on this much and this much. This is just a base level look at what they could save. Cam, I think you got to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's sad, but the way that the offensive line played this year... It's not acceptable, right? Where you think about your Allen Robinson, it's like, okay, you have a player that you really like. You talk about no boom, we really, we really like him, but you got your Cooper Cubs, you got, you know, you got Van Jefferson, you got Tutu Atwell, you got Brandon Powell, you got different receivers that you can rely on. You got Higby that you can rely on to move things forward. 
and with no boom, right? You got Rob Havenstein, but other than that, it's like that's the only real anchor on that offensive line. You know, everyone else, you might have to rearrange, right, or remodel. And I do think, you know, his contract, you know, remodeling that, I believe it's his fifth year of the league right now. So he's vested. Clearly he's paid. So, you know what, to be honest, now I'm thinking about it. Um, as a player, of course, you want to see a lot of your money. Being in L.A., you can't see a lot of that money that we just talked about. And so for him, he's been hurt. Things have not been going well. It might be time to, to move on, right? And I don't think he should be butthurt about, hey, like I have to move because you just you just talked about it. Didn't really play too well, you know, uh, before the, the, the injury. He got injured, and we always talk about this. You know, a lot of times, unfortunately, players are are looked at as material. And whenever you have that flat tire, you know, you look at it as a Porsche, he might be a, uh, you know, F-450 truck. You know, when that tire goes flat, it things change a little bit, right? So, you know, I, I agree with you that we might have to look to, to change that around a little bit. Um, whatever's going on in that offensive line room, it has to change. Robin Haven, Rob Havenstein, he's my guy. I'm a little bit biased with that. So, you know, we'd love for him to stay anchored there. But anything else that's going on in that offensive line room, the mentality, whatever that, whatever is going on there, it has to change. I'm not saying um, Joe Noboom is a, the reason why, but things have to change. That room specifically has to be remodeled the most. And if he's the first one to, to trade or to move on, then I, I agree with you, man. He, he, you know, we have to make changes there. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm at the point where, and I said this, I think, on, a, on an episode previously, I was like, you know, it's not even lack of talent with this offensive line. They can't have a season where this many guys get hurt again. And while it was fluke to an extent, you know, there are some guys that just aren't as durable as others. And, you know, Havenstein got a contract extension before the year, and he stayed healthy the whole year. And that doesn't mean he wasn't banged up, but he didn't miss games. And that put out the best right tackle possible. It put out the day one starter. Uh, he was one of a select few. Tyler Higby is another one. Jalen Ramsey is another one. Bobby Wagner is another one. All guys played two, um, all 17 games over, I believe, over a thousand snaps each. That's insane. And, you know, Think about Havenstein, how many guys he had to play next to that were like new, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I take a look at this season, Cam, and I take it for what it was. We got an opportunity to see, oh, hey, you know, Chandler Brewer can play. Like Chandler Brewer is a guy I'd like to be in that rotation in the back end of my depth chart. You know what I mean? Not starting, <laughs> uh, but, you know, he gives you good depth. You feel good about him coming in. Tremaine Ankrum. I mean, I feel so bad for the guy, you know, like he, you know, snapped his leg, I think in the second snap he had. And, you know, and I mean, he's, he might win Walter Payton man of the year. So big shout out to him. Um, but I think he'll, he'll be back. They like him a lot. I think he's depth, you know, so you have your, your, some interior guys sprinkled in there. Um, you know, but then, you know, Coleman Shelton, I like Shelton more than Allen. I think they both are good. But I, I feel like every time I turn around, Brian Allen's getting hurt. Mm. And can't, uh, can't make the team in the cold know, tub, Jake. We always talk about it. Can't it, when trades come up, cut and the season cut comes up, can't make the team in the cold tub. And for me, my perspective, you know, I'm a free I was a free agent when I played. So any day I could get cut and released. So I had to make sure that my body was well, that I was that I was healthy. And that weighs a lot on you mentally, Jake, right? The players that are staying, think about LeBron James. 
that weighs on it weighs a lot on you because a lot of times some players will go home right after the game. Okay, let me go home, let me chill, relax, shut it down. The guys that stay healthy over time, they're going to recovery immediately, right? They're doing things that other people don't do. And that weighs a lot on you. Oh, I want to hang out with my kids, but I have to recover so I can play every game of the season. And so it's that you can't make the team in the cold tub. So when times come up like this, it sucks that these guys are injured, but they have to know too that can't make the team in the cold in the cold tub. So hopefully in these situations, um, you know, one man, one man's treasure can be another man's treasure or a woman's treasure, however you want to look at it. But in this situation, you're hurt. You might have to be treasured to someone else. And it, it's tough. It is tough. Um, now, the reason why I, I think they move on from Noteboom, I do. Um, it's not just I think they should. I think they will. Uh, a good indicator, we'll talk about it a little bit later on the show, but um, they moved on from Kevin Carberry, the offensive line coach. So a new guy is going to come in who has no, nothing. He has nothing, no relationship with these guys at all. It is a clean slate. Um, so guys that are on the fence... I would imagine are probably gone. Um, now you have the same guys still, you know, same front office core, if you will, with, you know, Pastors and Sneed. And of course you still have McVay. Um, but if you're on the fence about a note boom, you bring in an offensive line coach, a new one who has no connection with him. He's going to be like, yeah, I prefer my guy. And uh, my guy's not going to cost you, you know, $14 million. Yeah. So, I think Nopum's gone, um, and I appreciate his contributions, and I feel awful for him. Uh, it is the way the business is. There have yeah. been guys in the past, you know, Joe Barksdale's a guy, I swear to this day, did not get a fair shake with the Rams. I think he was good. I think he got placed next to Davin Joseph, who was on the end of his contract, or he's at the end of his career, kind of going downhill. And when you play next to somebody who's simply just not as good as you and can be a liability, I think it holds you back. Um, and I think it hurt Barksdale. I think he got clumped in there. Sure enough, he goes to the Chargers. He looked pretty darn good. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like I don't root against guys, no. you know, like that, uh, especially not guys I interviewed with and have, you know, taken the time to come on a show with me. Um, no boom's awesome. Yeah. But I I think they'll move on from it. Yeah. Brian Allen, we were just talking about. He saves them five point four million dollars uh, with a trade, eight hundred k dead cap, and then two point four million dead cap in twenty twenty four. In case you're not doing the math, that is chump change. Yeah, uh, barely anything for dead money uh, this year. I think you a hundred percent do that. Um, Allen's a guy they might just outright cut. Because there might there might not be a, a bunch of teams going after a center. Uh, I don't really see teams trade for centers. You know what I mean? Tackles okay, guards maybe, not really centers unless they're like marquee names that just happen to be available. Um, so I think there's a chance he's going to be cut. And then lastly here, Jalen Ramsey, which I think I know where you're going with this. I am absolutely against trading Jalen Ramsey. Uh, would save you not even $10 million with the $8.2 million dead cap. Um, and this is post-June 1st. These numbers are way worse if you don't designate as a post-June 1st move. Uh, but he saves $17 million, but then an $8.2 million dead cap hit, I don't feel like gives you as much money as you would like, right? It, it doesn't. So that hits you. And then eleven point four next year. And what's worse is you're paying what? 19.6 million in dead money in two years 
And the best part about it is you don't have the number one corner anymore. So like, what's the point? Unless you're getting two first rounders, which I still wouldn't even do. I don't see the point of trading Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching the, the Rams top 10 plays uh, of the of the season, and my man was on about three to four of them, right? I think it was a tackle on Christian. Sounds about right. The tackle on Christian McCaffrey he had when he dumped him. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, oh. he's hard to catch. He's crushing it right now. They're in the playoffs. Like, that's no easy feat. And so, Christian, I mean, just the way Jalen Ramsey plays, that was insane. I think the interception he had uh, against the Falcons when he, like, high-pointed the ball and, like, moss somebody from the defense. That was Dude, like amazing. Yeah. Like, and I think getting rid of someone like that who have three highlights on your top 10 plays of the season, that's not a remodel. I think that's a redo, right? That's a restart. Yeah. Um, I, I think the identity of the defense leaves. Um, of course, and Aaron Donald, he's on the fence. We don't know if he's gonna stay or go. So who's your guy? Your guy is Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner stepping up. And so I think that's a redo if you if you send Jalen Ramsey away. So um, he brings a lot to the team. Um, he, you know, when it comes to the media side as well, I know he gets a Twitter fingers. He does go on and interrupt it and shares his, his stories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, the all, Jim Carrey, the gift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and he can work on, he can work on remodeling the way that he hops on Twitter this, this off season, right? A couple of things he can work on, but I think he brings so much to this team. Um, the community, you think, um, you know, the mariachi band where he dressed up with the mariachi, like who else is doing it? Who else is bringing that flavor to a program? And I don't think they can really find it. So uh, getting rid of him would be a bad idea. I'm I'm with you on that. Him, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Higby, just please don't touch those guys. Just don't touch them. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Stay, stay away from that. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to bring it up. You and I both agree I'll say this. I've said on the live stream, people were not very friendly about it, but I would trade Donald before I trade Jalen Ramsey. We don't even know how much longer Donald's going to be around. If Donald wants to be in Pittsburgh, I'd trade him the Steelers. Be like, Hey, give us a first, right? Um, not saying I would trade Donald because I wouldn't trade anybody, but I'm saying if, if gun to my head, brutal, I know, but it gun to my head, I had to choose either or, I mean, I'm not choosing to trade away a guy who's 28 years old and has no sign of, any sort of contract dispute whatsoever, because keep in mind, uh, Aaron Donald wanted his money after the Super Bowl, so they had to make that a priority. Uh, Jalen has been paid, Jalen hasn't said anything about a contract, and Jalen has not mentioned the word retirement. That is the guy I feel more comfortable making the face of my defense than the guy who's one foot in, one foot out, it seems like. Yeah. And I love Aaron Donald. I've been watching Aaron Donald. <laughs> I wanted Aaron Donald in the draft. Like, yeah. more than most people that have been complaining about me even saying this. Uh, I loved him at Pitt. He had maybe the best tape I've ever seen in my life. It was insane. Watch the Senior Bowl. Him against Cyril, uh, Cyril Richardson, I want to say. Feel so bad for the guy. He was like a second-round guard. I think he went undrafted because of Aaron Donald. Like, honestly, like it ruined his life. That that one rep that went viral at the Senior <laughs> yeah. Bowl. You get my point. I love Donald. Um, but it doesn't make any sense to trade away Jalen Ramsey. It doesn't make any sense to trade away Cooper Cup. It doesn't make any sense to trade away Matthew Stafford unless you're not doing a remodel, Cam. You're doing a facelift, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're doing a facelift, then okay, trade them all. Like if that, if that's what you want to do, let's get this out of the way now. 
Uh, that's not what they're going to do. They're in LA. They couldn't afford to do that, right? You got to keep winning. You got to you got to keep building this fan base. You just won the Super Bowl. You can't be like, eh, we're out. All right, so you're the Kansas City Royals. You won that one World Series, and now we don't even know where you are. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. you're not going to do that in LA. So I don't think they trade Ramsey. I've heard it's possible. Um, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me because of his age and saying it's the cap. Dude, Cam and I just laid out the woodwork here yeah. for like the, you know, Cooper Cup, 10 million. Aaron Donald, 6 million. Restructuring Jalen saves you more money this year than trading him. Oh, by the way, Bobby Wagner saves you almost 5 million and Leonard Floyd would save you 6 million. It, the cap should not be the reason you're trading him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, we move on. Uh, potential cuts. I'm just going to keep this one short. I think it's Brian Allen. Um, I don't think he cut no boom. I think he has value. I know he's coming off a torn Achilles, but I think a team would offer, you know, a pick at least for him. Um, so I, I think that would just be Brian Allen looking at the free agents cam. It's a long list. I'm not going to read every single one of them off, but the key ones here, Marquise Copeland had a hell of a season when called upon. He was great. Works well with Eric Henderson. They've developed him. Uh, fellow UDFA like yourself. Uh, he came from Cincinnati. He had an interception in the first round of the playoffs last year. Let's not forget about that. He's an exclusive rights free agent. I have one rule. If you see a player who is any bit capable of making the Rams or any team, if they have ERFA next to their name, they're probably back. In all likelihood, they're back, right? I, I mean, that's how I see it. Yeah. So Copeland, I think he's back. Riley Dixon, I don't know. I think he should be back. I don't think he's going to cost you that much money. And he just had his best year for his career. I just saw the numbers. So uh, I think Riley Dixon could be back. David Edwards, I don't know. The concussions scare me, Cam. Yeah. They really do. Back-to-back -back concussions, back-to-back -back weeks. Scares me at a young age. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, could be back cheaper because of it, um, but I don't know for sure. Greg Gaines, I'd love Greg Gaines back. <laughs> yeah. But does he come back? We don't know. It's going to cost around the $8 million range. How much money are you going to be able to free up? A lot, a lot hinders on that. But one guy that I think is un- touchable like he needs to be signed yesterday matt gay that guy was the mvp of your team this year yeah i mean think about it they couldn't score cam they averaged 18 a game and he missed like what two kicks all year mm. the guy's been so clutch matt gay needs to be signed stat yeah uh jake gervas erfa once again i he'll be back um grant haley I don't know. Maybe Troy Hill. Very interesting here. You know, you have that veteran presence. David Long's a free agent. I don't think they bring David Long back. Where is Robert Rochelle's development? Where is, how do you feel about um, the kid out of Georgia? Whose name is escaping me? Kendrick, mm -hmm. Darian Kendrick. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you know how you and I feel about Jacoby Durant, but the Rams have to feel good about their corners or good about their plan. If they're not going to bring back Troy Hill, because Troy Hill didn't have a bad year. He had some injuries, um, but he's a plug and play starter. You know, at the very least, he's a plug and play solid starter. So letting a guy like that walk for cheap might not be your best option. 
but the remodel might come into play where you're like, eh, we want like new, we want fresh blood essentially. Um, so you have that Mike Hoyt, lock him up. Yeah. Don't mess with that. Lock him up. Yeah. Don't, don't you dare. Don't touch. Don't touch. ERFA. Yeah. ERFA, he'll be back. Traven Howard, ERFA, I don't know if he'll be back. I didn't see. Traven Howard had the weirdest fall off I've ever seen in my life, Cam. He went from sealing the deal to send the Rams to the Super Bowl, coming down with the Jimmy Garoppolo tip ball, to I don't think I saw him once on the defense this year. Mm -mm. Not once. So I don't know what to make of that. Sean Jolly, ERFA, he'll be back. David Long, I don't think he'll be back. I think... You look at the Bears, they have $110 million in cap space. I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like, oh, he was on the Rams. Let's just throw $12 million his way. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. how some of these organizations work. So I think David Long will, you know, come back in terms of a compensatory pick, if you will, not actually as a player on the Rams. Uh, but I will say they don't get to, well, Aaron Donald does not get to Joe Burrow and force an incomplete pass on fourth down to win the game in the Super Bowl without David Long peeling off his guy, cutting off Burrow's first read and forcing him to kind of sit there and hesitate. Need to give the guy props. Yeah, We're not on the business of pushing these guys out the door. We got to give them some props before we do that. Definitely. So... I, yeah, David Long, Baker Mayfield. I, I know where you feel about this. I think they should try to bring him back. I think backup quarterbacks mean everything. Just look at Chad Henney. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes goes down. They trust Chad Henney to not only lead the team, but throw the ball. He threw a touchdown when Patrick Mahomes is out in the AFC divisional round against a red hot playing with house money Jaguars team. And he goes 99 yards, caps it off with a touchdown. And they're like, all right, Patrick's back. But thank you, Chad. Thank you for your 99-yard touchdown drive. Patrick's back in. To have that confidence in a quarterback, your backup quarterback nonetheless, is huge. And Baker Mayfield, I feel like, kind of has that confidence from Sean McVay, the way he was calling plays at the end of the year. So I'd like to see Baker back. I'm not expecting him to be back. I think a team will pay him you know, let him, you know, potentially battle it out. I think he's the Jets' worst-case scenario if they, you know, miss out on uh, Aaron Rodgers or they miss out on Derek Carr. Then they'll go the Baker Mayfield route. They'll have him and Zach Wilson battle it out. I can already see that happening. But if there's not a starting opportunity, Cam, Baker Mayfield will be back with the Rams. Ty Inseki, yes. He needs to be back. He played great football at left tackle. I know he's older. Just make him a backup. And he's not going to be that expensive, but you got to get him back in there because he was huge for them down the stretch. Uh, Bryce Perkins, ERFA, he should be back. Or Zek, the long snapper, should be back. Brandon Powell, your guy. I don't know if Powell's back, my guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's too much of like, we already have Tutu Atwell. Why? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to, and to your point, right? Tutu Atwell, he was the other person that was on that top 10 highlights of the Ram season. He was on two of those yeah. things. So, deep balls over, you know, over the best defensive backs in the league. So yeah, feel free to keep two, two Brandon Powell. Love you. My guy, you did great during in the line of scrimmage. You know, I, I compared him to Debo Samuel, right? When he comes around on that, on that sweep, he's done a great job of finding his way in the line of scrimmage, but you know, we got two, two, we believe in two, two. So I agree with you on that. And then I don't know if two, two is going to return at all. Um, 
But one thing I know, you probably watched a lot of playoff football this weekend. For me, one thing I noticed, Naeem Hines. You had uh, Agnew, Jamal Agnew. Not the end of the game, Jamal Agnew, the fumble. But Jamal Agnew returning. I think he was averaging like 40 yards per return. You had all these great return guys, right? And the Rams, I feel like they really like Powell. And he's an upgrade over what they've had in the past. Um, although Farrell Cooper, to be fair, didn't get a fair shake and was an all pro returner, but that's, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, he's the best they've had in recent memory. Powell is not on that level. And I feel like the NFL is going to start to look at what, you know, it's a copycat league. And I watched Naeem Hines return two touchdowns in one game two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I watched Jamal Agnew set up that Jaguars offense repeatedly um, until tearing it all down with the fumble. But the point is, though, returning, I think, is really starting to matter again. And I don't think the Rams get that out of Powell. Yeah. Um, you think about They got that out of Farrell Cooper. Right, right. And you think about, too, you know, your Cavante Turpin for, our, for the Cowboys. Ex- Turpin, another one. Explosive, right? That changed the game. That gives your offense a better a better uh, card to deal, right? Um, I think that's really important. Yeah. Talk about the special teams being super important. That's big for the offense. And we know the Rams needed that 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 special teams for their offense. And then one other person that you talked about, Riley Dixon, of course, a little biased. He's a Syracuse guy. But just the way he punted the football. I mean, like I said, there was one game where he, he didn't punt at all. That was a Denver Broncos game. Every other game, he was out in that field, kicking that ball, flipping <laughs> the football field, right? Like, the, the scores can also change depending on how well the punter does. If the punter doesn't kick the ball well and, and lands in that 10-yard line uh, and the defense is uh, in zone there, like the, the defense doesn't have to work as hard. But when your punter can't flip the field, that means you're you're on the other side of that 50-yard line and the offense can score uh, much quicker. And so, you know, guys, the special teams guys, I think making sure that they're intact one, um, so Matt Gay, uh, who who holds that football when he kicks those field goals and extra points, is Riley Dixon. So they might have a good chemistry there. So I would love to see Riley Dixon stay. And then you mentioned your two-two, making sure that you have a good returner to to add to your offense. Though that's extremely important. I didn't I didn't want to skip that at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to have it from you know the perspective of oh well, we have a cornerback doing this. So you don't have to keep a wide receiver, an extra wide receiver on the roster if you don't have to um, because you have a corner that can return. I would look for that in the draft. You can find guys like that. Um, I think Pacheco, does he return for the Chiefs? I mean, there you go. You got speed. You got explosion. Um, I think that's something, you know, going back to the model of how the Rams, uh, you know, were so great in 2017 and how it all started is they started, and I remember this off the top of my head, believe it or not, they started on an average own 31-yard line because Farrell Cooper was a dominant returner. Mm-hmm. Um, does not get enough respect because he had like three fumbles in the Falcons game. Um, but I think he was a scapegoat. They didn't play well enough to win that game. Mm-hmm. They they had every opportunity and they they didn't win, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I think he was the... I think he was scapegoated, um, if I'm being honest. And... You know, they haven't really had anybody like that since. Powell was huge for the Rams last year. I believe he won them a game against, I think it was the Vikings or the Ravens. Uh, Powell's return, like, won them the game. Um, He's had that, but I think he fell off a little bit this year, probably focusing 
more on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something the Rams are going to have to evaluate. Is that something where, hey, is the offense too much of a burden on him? And, you know, now he's not doing what we need him to do on special teams. Um, you know, next year, guys, hopefully will be healthier. They'll have more weapons on offense. And honestly, he probably shouldn't see the field if he's on the team next year because of how much talent they should probably have. Um, so if that's the case, maybe he's back as the returner. But yeah, it's definitely, I think that's definitely something if you're, you know, you're doing your research, you're watching the playoffs, you can definitely take that away from it. Taylor Rapp, um, I know a lot of fans want him out the door. And I've certainly been, um, you know, critical of him uh, as Cam is cracking up over there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's gone and I probably wouldn't bring him back because safeties are so expensive. Um, but I don't want to like throw him away as like he's trash. I thought he he deserves some recognition because at the end of the year, I thought he played better. Uh, he definitely came on with, <clears throat> he came on the scene hard in 2019. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why my guy over here I'm has a little soft spot for him. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm rolling, Jake. I'm rolling because it's funny because, like, you know, on podcasts, like, we can't, like, MF somebody, you know? Like, we can't, like, totally yeah. get them. But I'm sure at some points this past season, Taylor Rat had some dips. And it's like, dude, what are you doing, you know? So I, I it's oh, funny, I like, you're, you're, you're making it more PC. And I'm like, ah, Jake, get them. No, but. Um, you're right. Taylor Rapp did come along towards the end of the season. A lot of tip balls in the end zone, a lot of big tackles. Uh, DJ Metcalf ran into him once, I think, like folded up like a lawn chair. And then the next play, you know, <laughs> knocked him down nicely. So Taylor Rapp has some fight. Just to your point, I don't think he got it done this year, Jake. What do you think? No, I don't either. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think he was his own worst enemy in a sense because he had the injuries. And I think here's what's real. The Rams had Eric Weddle. I think he was great for the safety room in 2019. Um, I mean, you were on that team, right? I mean, like, you got to know Taylor Rapp a little bit, right? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So, Taylor Rapp, if, like, you remember, I mean, he kind of blew up when he got his opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think he had two pick sixes, one that was called back uh, because of a bad, a horrible penalty. Uh, I still remember how garbage that was, but, um, you know, he, he kind of broke out on the scene and I feel like that hurt him because everyone was expecting that. And then he started to deal with injuries. He had the concussions and I just, I feel like the poor guy really never got it off the ground. I mean, I think his rookie year is when you saw why the Rams drafted him, uh, where they did, but. Yeah, it just, unfortunately, it didn't work out. And here's how I say this, okay? You don't even have to offend Taylor Rapp or, or be a, a jerk about it. It's very simple. The Rams didn't keep John Johnson. John Johnson fits that defense like a damn glove. Yeah. If they didn't sign him, they're not signing Taylor Rapp. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's that simple. I mean, Taylor Rapp plays safety. Safeties are getting paid. Like I said, the Bears have $110 million in cap. I'm not getting into a bidding war for Taylor Rapp. So, I mean, if somebody wants to pay him, he will be a compensatory pick. Um, but that that is where I'm at with Rap. Yeah. So I agree with you. I mean, like, yeah, he just wasn't it this year. Um, and it, you know, speaks to my point, Cam, where let's be honest. If they win the Super Bowl this year, they might even consider bringing back Rap. But 
they are not going to do that in a year where they went five and 12. They're going to look at all avenues. Hey, how can we get better? They're going to watch the tape and be like, uh, I, I expected more of him here. Maybe in the, the, uh, the whole grand scheme of things, when you're in the middle of the season, you don't pick up on this stuff. But then when you sit down and you have that, you know, that dialogue with your coaching staff and your GM and you're watching tape and you're like, oh no, like we missed this, you know? Mm. I think that's going to be kind of the case. I don't think it's anything to disrespect him or say he's not worth it because he's in the NFL, my friend. Like, Cam, I don't think you have to, <laughs> you don't have to say it, but I mean, if you're in the NFL, you're really good at football. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a backup special teamer or whatever. Like you're really good at football. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's blessed, man. He'll, he'll be, he'll be fine. Um, you know, I think like you said though, it's, I don't know if he got it done this year, you know, that's just plain and simple. Um, Jalen Ramsey struggled. Uh, if you go back kind of back to what you said about Taylor Rapp, his, his rookie year, uh, with Weddle, people play faster because they have people that can help them play faster. I think you mentioned it earlier with yeah. one of the guards or tackles that, uh, his career started to decline because he was next to someone who wasn't as good. It's the same thing, right? Like for Eric Weddle, he allowed everyone to play fast. I, I talk about this a lot with the Buccaneers, with Devin White and Levante David. Levante David allows Devin White to play extremely fast because he doesn't have to think. He just goes and plays. Taylor Rapp might have had that season his rookie year as well. Eric Weddle's like, hey, go over here. You'll get an interception. Ready? Break. You know? And so – now that everyone now he did that with Nick Scott. There you go. There you go. And so In the Super Bowl run. Yeah, man. It's just this year that he's not here. You know, it it shows. You you get to see it. You get to see some of the flaws. So Taylor Rapp, we love you, my guy. But you know, we'll have to see. Yeah. And uh, speaking of a guy who absolutely deserves a contract, absolutely deserves to be back, and was it a Sean Robinson? I'd love to see him back. Uh, I believe it was a torn meniscus in his knee. I hope he's going to be okay, and I hope they'll bring him back. I don't know. I think he's might he might be more likely than Gaines because of the injury. Um, I could see, like I said, I keep pointing the Bears, but how obnoxious is it? Who has $118 million in cap space in their back pocket? Like, come on now. Yeah. They, you know? Yeah. But, like... <laughs> But, I mean, you know, they're also picking number one overall for a reason. But <laughs> you, you know what I mean, though. It's like Sean Robinson or somebody like that, Greg Gaines, a, a team like that is going to increase their value. We saw Christian Kirk. We saw how much money he got paid by the Jaguars. Like, you know, the Cardinals, I'm sure, weren't like, screw Christian Kirk. We're not going to sign him. I'm sure they were like, yeah, we're interested. And the Jaguars were like, $21 million. And like, oh, we're not that interested. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it works, though, is like, you know, those teams that – you know, consistently are picking at the bottom of the draft or at the top of the draft, essentially. They have a lot of cap space. They carry it over the next year and then they inflate the entire market, which works out for the players. But unfortunately, if you're trying to, you know, bring back these guys, it's why my proposal of a soft cap uh, like the NBA, that's why. Because I'd like to see teams be able to bring back their guys more and be rewarded for developing guys um, and have those cap holds that are available to them uh, instead of just being like, yeah, we, we lost him. At least we'll get a sixth round comp pick, even though we drafted in the fourth round. Sick, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rose boom ERFA. Uh, I think he'll be back. Obviously Skura will be interesting. We'll see. He's a veteran center guard. They could bring him back. I, I wasn't overly impressed with Skura's play, but you know, I know a lot of people liked him. So 
we'll see what ends up happening there. John Wolford, uh, restricted rights, free agent. I don't think he'll be back, actually. I don't. I think the Rams might actually kind of... I forget what the word is, but they're going to undo his RFA. I think they'll make him a you, a, you know, an unrestricted yeah, free you, agent. You mentioned, and then, you mentioned Henny too, right? Like, you want a quarterback to step yeah. in and play like Henny. Wolford, I think in 2020, he stepped in and had some some shining, you know, moments. But, you know, or Nick Henny, Nick Foles, you want him to come in and, like, actually win yeah. the game. I don't, I don't think Wolford can get that done, unfortunately. I think there's a chance. I, and I have nothing on this. This is just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have I think there's a chance John Wolford becomes a coach on the Rams staff. I I I would like to see that. Um I like to see him stick around. I don't think they're gonna bring him back. I think they're gonna bring back Perkins and they're gonna draft a quarterback. Or they're gonna sign uh Baker back. That's how I feel. Like I feel like they're gonna go with a Hendon Hooker or they're gonna draft uh the kid out of Georgia, Stetson Bennett. Like I feel like they're gonna get a guy who has more experience than the other rookies. That way they can be like you know, I'm not saying they'll go the Brock Purdy route, but I think teams will start to look at that more like, hey, maybe let's, you know, invest more into quarterbacks. Every draft, Colin Coward said it best. And I mean, not everybody's a big fan of his, but I loved his take on it. Quarterbacks are currency in the NFL. They are. When you have a quarterback, it is currency. It may not be a first round pick for your third string quarterback, but the 49ers proved that they have currency all over the place. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Okay they were trying to get a first rounder out of him. So no one traded for him, but they had him in the bag there. Uh, Brock Purdy is now worth something. They could trade him this off season. If Tom Brady wants to sign there, uh, they can trade Trey Lance, you know, quarterbacks are currency in the NFL. And I think especially being in that McVay system, I think seeing the way Baker played, um, I think teams will be interested in a Bryce Perkins will be interested in John Wolford a little bit, but if they drafted a Hendon hooker or a Stetson Bennett, uh, to sit behind Stafford, I think those guys would have some, you know, interest. And if it gets to the point where Stafford's still playing and it works, you know, and he's playing deep into his contract and you're no longer worried about him, maybe you trade those guys, right? And maybe you get something for him. But that's how I see that going down. And then lastly, Nick Scott. Uh, you've said it, you know, he's Raheem Morris's assassin. Well, Raheem Morris might not be back. <laughs> uh, he might be a head coach in Indy. So, um, I could see Indy grabbing him, but at this moment, I kind of feel like he's going to go and get paid a decent amount. And the Rams are just going to be like, yeah, we can't really justify that. I don't know where, what are your thoughts on Nick Scott? Yeah. You, you talked about the assassin piece, to be honest, you know, he, he does play well. You see those flashes, anyone outside of Jalen Ramsey in that defensive back group, to be honest, they are liable to go somewhere else and do something different because they just didn't really and Kobe Durant. And, and, and Kobe Durant, you're right. You're right. We forgot about our guy. <laughs> that's our guy. That's our guy. I'll defend him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's our guy. But anyone outside of those two guys, you know, you got to think about it like, hey, what does that remodeling look like? Offensive line and defensive backs. Those are the two groups that have the biggest furniture moving to do. So, like I said, I was a free agent. So, at any day, I could get cut. The guys in the defensive back group and the guys in the offensive line they should be be treated like a free agent as well because they just didn't get it done this year and they could possibly be on, on the chopping block, trading block, whatever that is. Um, it even like gives me PTSD saying it, right? Being on the chopping block. Don't want to say that, uh, but it's a possibility that they can be moved, that they can be rearranged. 
especially the connotation of what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. And talking numbers in general, I just wanted to say this. I know we're about to jump into some of the coaching and stuff like that, rap soon. But you know, speaking about numbers is always very a very sensitive topic. When you talk about your own finances, it is a sensitive topic. So we're talking about some of these numbers for the Rams and the, the Rams team, and it can be a little sensitive, a sensitive process. So. Um, you know, we just want folks to know that, hey, we're just thinking through this about what, you know, if we put our GM hats on, what could possibly happen. So this is all hearsay. We don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. Um, and yeah, like you said, Jake, we're we're not trying to piss anybody off, any of the players off. Right. Just if we, no. were, to, if we were to be GMs, we were to think about this. How, how would we want to restructure things? So this is the perspective we're taking here. Um and, you know, best of luck to the guys who stay and who go. You know, we just we just want to win here. So, um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pushing for anybody who's wearing horns, you know, starting September or whatever. They keep moving it back. I think it's like <laughs> September 13th or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for whoever's wearing horns. I mean, that's the name of the game here. But before we get to that point, there is a talent evaluation acquisition uh, and, you know, planning process. And that's what we're going over. And I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, that's the nature of the business. It's always tough, you know, interviewing so many different prospects. I mean, I've interviewed over 400 prospects that have come into the NFL from the draft and, or have not been drafted. And just hearing them, uh, after getting cut and everything, um, you know, it just, it, it, it sucks. So, this is this is what I'll say. I think we we nailed it um, on everything. We've talked about everything that we possibly could for that. The coaches we'll get into more on the next show. I think saving that for the next show makes more sense. This is more of hey, general manager Cam Lynch, general manager Jake Ellenbogen. <laughs> yeah. Like let's let's do this. Uh, but you know, I think our goal was to make it easier for you guys to understand what's going on. Uh, the options the Rams have, they're not done. The The future isn't entirely mortgaged. They have all of their picks next year. Can we stop <sighs> at the whole they mortgage their future <laughs> nonsense? Um, but yeah, that is what we have. Cam, do you have any final thoughts? Because I'm all uh, I'm all tapped out <laughs> at this point. Yeah, no, uh, I'm glad everyone was able to listen in. Um, you know, we took a nice week off and you know, the off season will be a little bit different. We want to also share some of the news that we hear and whatnot. So stick with us, tweet at us. Um, and as we prepare for next year, you know, we, we've enjoyed it this season and it's going to keep ramping up. So, so get ready. Big time, man. Yeah. Big time. I'm, uh, I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff planned for you guys this off season. Um, it's going to be a fun off season last year. You win the super bowl. You're not really that interested in this type of stuff kind of catches you by surprise. Von Miller leaves. OBJ doesn't come back all that. Um, but this year is going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of information. It's going to come quickly and, uh, there's going to be a lot of player movement, I think as well. So be sure to keep it right here for all of that. Um, I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review everything. Uh, tell somebody if you like the show. And uh, once again, want to thank our sponsors, betonline.ag. That's going to do it. Uh, episode 150 is in the books. We'll have episode 151 next week. You guys take care. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.